Hi, welcome to the fourth episode of Decode Issues Unfolded. In this episode, we'll decode India's great slowdown with focus on pre-COVID economic crisis in a two-part series. India was named the fastest growing large economy in 2018, but the GDP growth rate since then slumped from about 8% in 2018 to just about 4.5% in 2019. Well, this was a great crash. But now with COVID, the GDP has gone for a toss. The projections are there'll be a contraction in GDP. But in this episode, we'll constrain ourselves to the analysis of the economy before COVID. Now, you may have a question in your mind. With COVID, the entire economy is in doldrums. So how is looking at the economy before COVID going to be of any help? Well, the COVID is a black swan event, which causes a sudden economic shock. Among many of its impacts, the prominent one is to deepen the prevailing structural issues in the economy. So any measure taken to address the current COVID economic crisis without addressing the inherently present pre-COVID structural issues will, let's just say, will prove ineffective. So now looking back at the growth slump witnessed in 2019-20, the prominent reason being stated across the spectrum is a drastic fall in consumption demand. Well, you can recollect the automobile industry crisis last year when the sales crashed to record lows. Well, the concern is because the consumption was a sole engine driving India's economic growth in the past decade and contributes to over 60% of India's GDP. Hence, there is no surprise that we saw a clamor from all sides, be it the industry or the economists, for inducing domestic demand growth by putting money in people's hands. But is fall in consumption the only reason for India's slowdown? And will reviving demand be the one-shot solution to reclaim India's GDP growth? These two questions stand before us, and we shall find answers to these in this episode. A country's GDP has four factors contributing to it. Consumption, investment, government expenditure, and net exports, which exports minus your imports. In India's case though, the common perception is that India's growth has always and traditionally been fueled by household consumption or domestic consumer demand. Let's first look at how far that's true. To understand that, first we'll have to look at India's previous high growth period. And when we think of the high growth period of India, what strikes our mind is a dream run that Indian economy had from 2000 to 2010. Well, this was a decade when India's growth story started unfolding, with the economy expanding at an average annual rate of over 7% during this decade even despite the global financial crisis in 2008. In fact, before 2008 crisis, the GDP growth rate averaged over 9% per annum. During this period, investment boomed, going up from 24% of GDP in 2000 to an unprecedented high of 40% by 2010. And the exports increased from 13% of GDP to over 22% in the same period. But the contribution of the household consumption to GDP had in fact come down from 63% to 55%, a decrease of 8% in the same 10 years. But consumption still formed over 55% of GDP. So this provided a stability to the industry and assured return on investment. It acted more like a safety valve. For more clarity, let me state the same in another way. In case during the same decade, if the economy had depended only on consumption, that would have still been a GDP growth of say 3 to 5%. But the high growth averaging over 8 to 9% was made possible only by the phenomenal increase witnessed in investments and exports. 
In sum, when we consider the decade 2000 to 2010, we can see that the two commonly held perceptions that India's growth is never fueled by exports and that India's growth is led by domestic demand alone do not hold true. The reality was that the high growth was indeed fueled by investments and exports. Well, in this decade it seemed that India had at long last discovered the holy grail to rapid growth. triggering speculation about it being india's turn to be the next growth miracle but sadly that was not to be things started unraveling around 2010 when investments started crumbling bad loans mounted and the financial sector came under stress in popular perception this was all a result of crony capitalism and corruption well there may have been some of that but there were several other and bigger factors at play which we shall discuss now The events that occurred in the 6 years from 2010 to 2016 hold key to the decoding of India's sharp slowdown post 2018. Well, I know I'm missing a couple of years in between, but these years hold even more significant events which we shall discuss as a separate part. Now, coming back to 2010 to 2016. During this period, the capital investments saw a sharp fall, reducing from 40% of GDP to 30%, a drop of 10% in just 6 years so why did this happen well there are a multitude of factors but for this analysis we'll discuss four most prominent reasons so when we analyze the dream run in the first decade that is 2000 to 2010 we find that this is also a debt led growth with the bank credit to the private corporate sector expanding at an unprecedented pace and these resources from the banks went into real estate telecom mining sector such as coal and iron and infrastructure sector such as road and roads and ports so but what were the issues involved in these sectors first the real estate sector there was a significant concentration of the investment in real estate which first proved to be a major bust Before 2008 crisis the developers had invested in real estate by borrowing at higher interest rate in expectation of higher returns moreover this investment was majorly directed towards commercial constructions mainly for IT sector but subsequent to the 2008 crisis the demand for these real estates decreased and the developers did not get the expected returns so many projects stalled and announcements of new projects had in fact reduced by more than 50% from 2008 to 2009 next this telecom sector this sector was in hit by two major events one the retrospective tax claim on odafone and then the cancellation of 2g spectrum by the supreme court similarly supreme court had also cancelled the coal mining contracts going back 18 years these events significantly reduced the investor confidence subsequent to these issues a slew of investigations into crony capitalism allegations and corruption meant that the government went into a policy paralysis this also meant the infrastructure projects such as the roads and ports which are already facing delays and losses due to the red tape now suffered from a completely paralyzed government and bureaucracy this also led to a secondary impact on the banking sector which had to face record levels of npas which were unearthed only in 2015-16 this led to a twin balance sheet is- issue where the companies did not have money to pay back their debt and banks were not in a position to lend for private investment a catch 22 situation commonly known as a twin balance sheet issue these sector specific issues form the first major root cause of the investment decline 
The second root cause can be found in the declining exports. From 2012, there was a change in the global trend towards trade restrictions. For instance, the Buy America campaign under Obama. And global trade as a result started reducing, which also impacted India's growth. Even China in this period had slowed down, which affected India's iron ore and other natural resources exports. As we had seen earlier, the exports had contributed significantly to India's high growth rate in the first decade, that is from 2000 to 2010. But from 2012, the exports reduced from 25% of GDP to 19% of GDP by 2018, which also reduced the motivation for investment. The third root cause concerns the government expenditure. In such a circumstance, when investments are down and the exports are in decline, the government would be expected to invest in capital formation to give a boost to the economy. Instead, under UPA2 government, we saw a huge expansion in subsidies to the middle and upper classes like on LPG and petrol. Even fertilizer subsidies, which mainly flow to the middle and larger farmers with irrigated farmlands, saw a substantial increase. Clearly, the money for this came from the reduction in capital expenditure. So instead of investing in capital formation and in social sector to boost education and health, all we had was a ballooning subsidy bill and fiscal deficit. With the new government in 2014, the hope was that there would be policies to revive investments and reforms to drive them in the right direction. But the investment bus was missed once again. Instead, the new policies caused shocks in the economy, further enhancing the prevailing structural issues. The lack of a long-term vision, coupled with high policy uncertainty, further reduced the scope for investments. The new investments in India in fact reached a 16-year low in 2018. We have now realized that the investments were down and we saw the reasons for it too. But there is an interesting case here. From 2010, the investments were down and the exports were down and we also saw that the government expenditure did not witness a major increase. Yet. India clocked an average growth rate of over 7% per annum from 2010 to 2018. In, in fact, India was the fastest growing large economy in 2018. Well, that's surprising, right? So what made this possible? And what are the factors responsible for it? Well, this is where India truly had a consumption-led growth story. From 2010 to 2018, consumption increased from 55% of GDP to 61% in the period. To know more about India's growth with a sole engine of consumption and how this engine broke down bringing India's dream run to the halt even before the occurrence of COVID, do not miss a part 2 of the episode on decoding India's great slowdown. Thank you for listening. If you like this, please do share and follow a Decode Issues Unfolded. If you have any comments to share, do message on the Insta ID at the rate decode with CV. See you in the next episode. Until then, it's your CV.